0: this is Liz. This is Heather. This week is week three of Mean Girls Month and we are covering 1995's Clueless with a very special guest.
1: All right, hit that music. Welcome to Mean Girls Month, week three, where we're going to be talking about Clueless. But we're not
0: talking about it alone this week, but I am super excited about this movie. So, with us this week, we have former guest, current teacher slash librarian, we have Jessica with us, so say hi to everybody, Jess.
2: Hey! I'm super excited to talk about Clueless. This has been one of my favorite movies, I've seen it a million times, and I can- almost pretty much like recite the entire thing
0: I realized that too <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like i haven't seen this movie in years but it's total it was totally my jam mm-hmm. it came out in 1995 which was my senior year in high school Ooh. so i was going through it i'm writing down all the different burns and stuff and i'm laughing to myself because these were so things that would have been said in
1: 1995 <laughs> and
0: they were amazing so oh i know So, Jess, the reason we wanted to bring you on, other than being a recurring awesome guest and great friend, (laughs) is that you work in a school.
2: Damn right.
0: (laughs) You've worked in quite a few schools. And I know that you've done junior high drama, like the actual class of drama, in addition to the drama.
2: Oh, yeah. And now
0: you're now you're working as a librarian. So tell us a little bit about your background with teaching because we really want to be able to not only talk about the movie, but bring a little bit of the real world what we see into it.
2: All right. So um, this is my I believe 10th year in education. Um, I for seven years, I taught middle school, I taught various uh, subjects, I taught um, English, I taught reading. I taught drama for most of the time. And I taught choir in there and some music and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I definitely have a lot of experience, not just personal experience with Mean Girls, like, in my own life. I mean, because mm-hmm. this one, this movie Clueless came out whenever I was in junior high. And I mean, it's weird, because On the surface, they sort of seem like mean girls, but you still kind of like Cher anyway.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is, I think, definitely what is different about this mean girls quote unquote movie is that really the mean girls aren't that mean. Now, there's definitely some mean parts and we'll definitely get into them. But these are not like Heathers and not like uh, mean girls and definitely not like Carrie.
0: But this is almost like if you if you look at the mean girl story from the head mean girls point of view, because Mm -hmm. they never feel mean, they never think they're mean. And while she probably wasn't that nice to some people, like it probably more in just an I don't even know you exist kind of capacity. Yes. So it's some of that was hitting me too. It's like, there are mean things happening. There's mean girl. And if you're on the outside of this popular group, you probably see it a lot more how we've seen the other the other versions you know
1: yeah yeah i i completely agree uh because at the very beginning when she was like and this is my you know best friend dion and we became friends because we know what it's like to have other people be jealous of Uh
2: us (laughs) exactly (laughs) that's a great foundation of friendship
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah So so Jess and I have really interesting connections here because she and I did not – we went to the same schools, but we did not go to school together because clearly she is significantly younger than I am. <laughs>
2: not super significant, you know, just
0: – Well, enough yeah, that enough, I was long yeah. gone by the time you got anywhere near high school. But you guys grew up knowing my brother
3: mm-hmm.
0: and your oldest sister – Went to she graduated with my youngest sister. Yeah. So there's that. You sing in the Grand Opera Chorus with Opera Man. Uh-huh. Nicole. Uh-huh. And I used to carpool from work with your dad. Before you and I ever met. It was so <laughs> funny. Like,
2: <laughs> this is like my favorite meeting story ever. Like, especially you and yeah. Paul getting together.
1: Uh-huh. You want to think that there's like 16 million people in uh, greater Houston proper when you're like, and then I know her through this, this, exactly. this, and this different separate way. I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's quite a lot of different ways.
0: Smallest world in the biggest city. <laughs> so weird. <Yep>. So, anyway, <laughs> let's talk about Clueless. Because this, I didn't go to a Bel Air high school, but I did go to a slightly richy, snotty school. Yeah. So I can, I can relate to some of this.
2: You know. I totally feel like, or I, I don't know if we're allowed to say. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Sorry. It's fine. My bad. Um, that place that we went to high school, Liz. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. totally feel this is a lot like it. I think.
0: Yeah. yeah, We have fewer designer clothes, but not by much.
2: Exactly, exactly. And <laughs> attitudes we're not, are like, similar in the city. But yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. Because you know, I was I was never really in the popular crowd. I was always Neither- kind of in the periphery, you know. But I mean, in high school, anyway, I didn't ever feel like I was bullied by the people inside. But I do know people that would always try to get on the inside that were sort of yeah. always elbowed out.
0: Yeah. Were you were you a 12 year senior Jess?
2: No. Um okay. my younger sister was the only one of us that was
0: Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So, but it's still close enough going, you know, 10 years with the same people. So I, and I was, we were talking about this with Lainey last week. She was on the Mean Girls episode. Yeah. And I've known Lainey since we were four years old. Oh. You know, that's like, we went to preschool together. We went, met in Sunday school and church. Like, so we've just known each other our whole lives. And we, you know, we were, we were like good friends and then lesser good friends and then really good friends. Mm -hmm. And you know how you just cycle through with people. Yeah. But it's kind of like I never felt like I was popular, but I knew everybody, and I was friendly with everyone. Because when you go to school with them forever, you exactly, just, you've been friends at some point. So,
1: bingo. Um, this was a really cute movie, I think, because I think it was definitely just making fun of the whole teenagers at the time and you could do it you could it was more that than a mean girls movie i felt Mm -hmm. it was like the legally blonde but in high school yeah i think that it probably would have had more an impact on you jess at your age because i've been finding that these uh, are more memorable before you get into high school as you watch yeah. them right well, before you're going in.
2: Well, what's funny is that seeing movies like this, I was like, oh no, I hope that's not what high school's like, you know, or or <laughs> yep. like I'd see certain things and be like, oh, I do hope that's what high school's like. But you know, it's like, I was never really into parties and stuff like that. So whenever I'd see Cher go into the the big party and all that, I'd just kind of be like, "I, What? I- I don't know. You know, I didn't really know what to think of it. You know, what's interesting about this movie is that, you know, in a lot of teen movies, there's like the big event. There's like everything is heading towards prom or everything is heading towards homecoming or something like that. Or like, you know, graduation or something like that. But this is just really just one little story of a girl maturing, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think I connected with this movie on, you know, more of a level than some of the, cause, cause Alicia Silverstone and I are like a week apart age wise. Oh. So, so I always tended to connect to people who were like my exact age, like mm-hmm. really, really well, like Candace Cameron and, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, oh, she's
2: precious. Oh,
0: what's his name? Uh, Savage. Uh, oh, Fred Savage. Shit. Yes, Fred oh, Savage. Yeah. We're all like within months of each other. And so these were ones that I always connected with. So that's kind of, where this was, but it was also like so over the top. <laughs> but I also read somewhere that this movie is supposedly a loose modern interpretation of Jane Austen's Emma.
3: Yes. Mm,
0: which I have not seen or read, but I planned to, but I couldn't get it from the library. I'm like, ah.
3: Oh, so. <laughs> <dear.
2: laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I, I think that the whole overall arc, and we'll talk about the arcs a little bit, um, is more about growing from selfish to more of a mature person. Yeah. But she's still really, really entitled. And yes. we're actually seeing a theme on most of the mean girls. That the more the richer the family is, the more uh, privilege, the more mean the girls are. Yeah. That's just life. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, but seriously,
1: yeah. you know, if you grow up
0: not really appreciating anything because it's handed to you, you don't have to work for it, you don't have to understand how to struggle, mm-hmm. then you're not going to appreciate them. And that meanness is going to come... A lot – for a lot of people, let's say a lot of real people, not weird scripted men wrote this film kind of people. <laughs> yeah. But for, for real people, a lot of that comes from thoughtlessness and just not really understanding and empathizing with how other people struggle and that – recognizing that privilege that you have. So maybe they aren't trying to be mean, but the thoughtlessness or the throwaway comments or whatever else are what leads you down that path.
1: Yeah, that definitely is the epitome of Cher, I would say. Yeah, I think so. Well, because I I think underneath
2: it all, Cher has a good heart. And I think that she did have a good heart. Like, I I think that she always sort of, you know, like she was always taking care of her dad and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, when you look at Mean Girls, I, I mean, Regina just obviously had some anger issues. That she yeah. needed to really get out, you know, and and just kind of have this need to be the Queen Bee. Whereas I feel like Cher, and I know I'm getting like really, you know, philosophical and whatnot about it. But um, but Cher, you know, her mom died. And so I think it was more like she wanted to mother these people, you know. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. she, it, it wasn't that she wanted to be Queen Bee. She just, she wanted to be the mother. She wanted to be the one that everybody looked to.
0: Yeah. Well, and that when you're, when you're popular and the world kind of revolves around you. Yes. But she's, she's focusing very much on her, her sphere of, yes. you know, influence, her sphere of people. And so she, you're right. She does take care of her dad and she tries to take care of her friends and even her teachers that are, well, some of that is very self-absorbed. And yes. I want to get a better grade. So yes. I'm going to do this. <laughs> but that's, but,
3: that's
2: it's, true. but it's still
0: coming from a good place and not a yeah. wicked. I'm going to write bad things and put them in a notebook about other people kind of things.
2: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. That's why I I, I like Cher, you know, I Mm -hmm. I think she's a really great character.
1: Yeah, and I think everybody kind of goes through this arc, just growing up in general, when you start to recognize how how things that are different for you, so some like even talents and things like that that mm-hmm. are easier for you are harder for other people once you start uh getting that level of empathy, you start to grow the same way um she just was it was just really abrupt for her because she had everything handed to her so mm-hmm.
0: uh, yeah um
1: i i mean i I really liked her arc i thought it I thought it was nice um I thought it was genuine that she recognized from the very beginning. Uh, pretty early on. That you know, I'm not selfish. I just do all these things to try and and make other people better, but I get a benefit from yes. it. And even Paul, Paul Rudd's character was like, "You do everything for you." Uh-huh. Yeah. So now the only <laughs> difference is she doesn't do anything evil for her. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's it's not evil what
2: she's doing. It's not coming from a selfish place, but because of who she is, how much mm-hmm. money her parents have. You know, it's, it's very, she doesn't realize how self-absorbed her quote unquote helping actually is, you know, like, you know, especially with the teachers that she tries to hook up, you didn't have to meddle in their life. It's like, yeah, it worked out fine. But imagine if it hadn't.
1: Yeah. It also could have been the exact opposite. She could have done something to sabotage one of their careers, right? Yeah. Yeah. To make it so they weren't working there anymore. Well, that would have have been a
0: Regina George thing. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. is Clueless a Mean Girls movie? I don't know. Like, they are pretty mean to that Amber girl.
0: But Amber was also a bitch right back. I, see, so. I
2: was about to say, I don't know. Amber kind of is asking for it. I wouldn't say that they bullied her at all because I, I feel like she can handle it. You know, it's like mm-hmm. she can, she can serve it right back.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's she was basically share. She's just an, an equivalent of share that was bitchy back to her. Exactly. She's, actually, she's like she's like share one step down. Like she's like the generic version a little bit because
0: she she very much wants to be share, but share is just kind of a genuinely bubbly person and a nice person to be around so she's not really trying to be popular it just kind of is yeah and you know but but amber's like a social climber you know she's up there but she's not there there so
1: yeah i feel that amber really is probably the mean girl we didn't get to see that Mm -hmm. um
0: she's got some good burns though throughout
1: this (laughs) well i mean she wore the exact same outfit to share the next day and then (laughs) pretended that she didn't like, I'd be caught shopping at
0: Judy's. Okay. <laughs> there are so many. Now, for those of you kids who so were not around in the 90s like we were, mm-hmm. you might not catch some of these references. But so we have a burn about Contempo Casual. Yes. Yes. Never casual. Yeah. I remember Contempo Casual. We have a burn about Judy's. Uh, I don't remember we, Judy's. Oh, Judy's was, was like Contempo Casual, basically. Okay. Uh, oh. We have a designer imposter perfume burn. Do you <laughs> ah, remember that shit? They like still it's still sell that. At I know. like Walgreens and stuff. I know, but it's hilarious. And then, um, there, I mean, there was just a couple of, uh, there was a Marky Mark burn. Like it was so oh, 90s. Yes. And I was just like reveling in it. So let's start with this, because how jealous were you guys of her t- her computerized closet?
1: Oh, my so
0: God. So jealous. Uh, okay. I <laughs> need that so bad in my life, it's not even funny, where it tells you if the shit matches or not.
2: Oh, for real. Uh, like, as a costumer, this movie and, like, Titanic are favorites <laughs> of mine, because I get so much, like costume eye candy, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, not that I would ever look good in any of those little, like, plaid skirt but things. Like but, They're oh fun. my god, they are so those, fun.
0: Those are like my dream, like, like that's my goal weight outfit. Like, yes. I would love to get into something like that. But I'll be in, like, 75, so it won't look cute. <laughs> but I won't exactly. care. I'll still put it on and go, woo! So
1: Yeah, remember when yeah, we wore those um, thigh-high socks that like weren't clipped into anything. They just were there.
0: I don't think I ever was able to wear thigh high socks. I'm just yeah. throwing it out there.
1: I think I wore knee high socks. But but then you had your Mary Jane slipped over the top of it because like, you know, that's what was cool. It was See, awful. that was
0: three years behind me. I was still in the docks with, <laughs> we never quite yeah. got there. The docks and the flannel and the jean shorts. That was my life. Oh, but. God. I was Ty. I dressed like Ty when she first showed up me too that, yes! that was my high school costume right there yeah okay. it wasn't a burnout so let's let's talk about ty
1: okay. oh ty Brittany murphy r.i.p
2: i know i love her
1: yeah Th- that was a great uh makeover they gave her it was but how would she have felt knowing like the motivation behind it it was almost condescending
2: it was totally condescending. She yeah.
1: seemed too dumb to notice is the problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why they picked her other than we need a project and we should make her popular and that would be amazing and so kind of us. Like I love again it's that naivete. Yeah. and slight bitchiness like you don't even really understand that what you're saying and doing is completely rude. Like yes, I'd love a makeover, but it's also going to hurt my feelings when you tell me I need one.
1: Like yes, yeah. exactly, you know. exactly. Well, you notice she did it right after Paul Rudd was like, "You are so selfish." Uh-huh. Okay, well, can I we mean- talk
0: about Paul Rudd the vampire for half a second? <laughs> <because> <laughs> oh my god,
2: I know he looks the, man the same. Not he is not
0: aged a fucking day. <laughs> I
2: know. Since I who know. was? It was like it's, twenty what twenty years ago? Twenty
0: five years. Twenty
2: five. Jesus yes that guy yeah, because- he doesn't he yeah looks exactly the fucking same mm-hmm.
1: exactly the same this movie is what made me love paul red not anything since then it was no, this, this movie one. it also yeah. made me realize just how big his head is like it looks
0: really normal on him and his body but if you stick him next to alicia silverstone who's not a tiny person <laughs> For whatever, like at the very end when they go to kiss, his head is like three times the size of hers and looks like what? a giant pumpkin. Hang, hang I'm on. I'm telling I, you. I
2: I, I got to Google this. Hang on. Go
0: back to that last shot where they kiss at the wedding. His head is right there with hers, and it just looks like a big pumpkin. It's so weird.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Oh, they my. Head.
2: Holy Jesus. You're right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my that is, god!
0: That was my big Paul Rudd takeaway: is wow, he's cute, and Jesus, how big is his head? So
2: that, it's so funny because I'm looking at a um I'm looking at a picture of them like at at a you know premiere or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. His head is like twice the size of hers.
0: Yeah, and it's like, again, she's adorable and she's cute, and maybe she has a small head, but his just looks abnormally large next to it. So. <laughs> I don't know why. I love him. I still love him. I'll always love him. And he looks the same, but he's got a pumpkin head. So yeah,
2: he totally does. That's funny. I never noticed that before.
0: It
1: almost seems small. Like he seems small in general until you look at him compared to somebody else. But like we you know, we see him next to the Avengers now. So right, oh, exactly. Yeah, true. It's
0: like, listen, you're standing next to an actual statue. So we <laughs> give you a we give you a pass. It's fine. Put the art. Put the Ant Man suit on. It's fine. No one will notice. <laughs> but think about how big that that Ant Man helmet's got to be to fit on his pumpkin head. Oh
2: Jesus, I know, right?
0: Poor guy. I love Paul Rudd; he's amazing.
2: Yeah, he's precious.
0: So anyway, I I just love like Cher keeps having to go up in this movie and do speeches. Right? She has to go do a debate. She has to give some sort of a a whatever. And one of the things she's doing, I thought, was so just poignant to what we're going through now mm-hmm. and it was talking about um haitian refugees but she keeps calling them hadians which yes. is hilarious yeah. and i was like okay uh but the end of her her speech really i just kind of wrote it down because i loved it it just says it does not say rsvp on the statue of liberty <laughs> it's like clap clap i yes. Like it. yes well
2: some fun movie trivia about that scene uh, y'all y'all may have read this but um Actually, whenever she calls them Haitians, that was mm-hmm. actually like Alicia Silverstone. That's how she said it. <laughs> when, yeah, not being
0: able to say was, the word Haitian. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, because when she first read the script, I mean, she was young when she made this movie, you know? But yeah, that little piece of trivia is that that was actually Alicia Silverstone making an honest mistake. <laughs> And
0: well, so and they so rolled, they rolled and, with it, which was yeah, great. Yeah,
2: exactly. Well, the uh, the director Amy Heckerling is actually like she always talks about how she loved that part, but she had to like stop the the people from correcting her. She was like, "No, no, no, we're just we're gonna move we're forward, going with
0: one. it. It's better. I
2: know, and it's so perfect."
0: Yeah, apparently one of my one of my cousins when she was really little and learning how to throw out like sayings she was probably four three or four and she would talk about how you had to read between the lions <laughs> and it was like you can't correct them another friend of mine's daughter used to say penny woo instead of winnie the pooh Aww. and they thought it was too cute they're like we're never correcting this ever <laughs> so i guess that, that is but. adorable so fun fact amy heckerling was also the director for fast times at ridgemont high and look who's talking
1: really Uh, go for it lady director i know What's fast time she's she's got the high school thing down yeah Yeah, for sure good yeah i mean look who's talking was not but it was juvenile (laughs) oh it It was was, yeah
2: it was oh i loved it it it's a good movie yeah Yeah. it uh, like i can see the heart that goes into her movies like this was like like clueless is definitely one that has a lot of heart for sure
1: yeah
0: well, I'll tell you what she did not direct was Carrie because that was totally done by a dude.
1: Yeah, a pervy, a, a, a pervy, a pervy, fucking dude, pervy dude. Ugh, yeah, gross. Yeah, so um, <laughs> there was there was a few like funny moments in it. I mean, we kind of know the whole arc. We've already talked about the arc of the yeah. movie, mm-hmm. um, but there were a few like little sub plots going on mm-hmm. one was that you know she uh, likes to argue her grades up because that's what her dad taught her because that her dad is a lawyer uh-huh. <laughs> i
2: know god
1: and and how proud he was of her and he's like oh you look at this you got the
0: grades up <laughs> i like he was like i couldn't be proud of you, prouder of you than if these were based on actual grades <laughs> <laughs> i
1: know
2: i, like, you know oh, I what? love that yeah. so
1: much like yeah. job skills yeah, yeah i mean. You know what? She would probably, though, make a good salesperson at the end of the day.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, I
1: think she would make an excellent lawyer, to be honest.
2: Yeah, see, I do too. And I think that their lawyers need that certain aloofness, where Mm -hmm. it's like, they're not thinking about how it's going to affect anyone else. They're only thinking about how it's going to affect that one person. You know, yeah, everyone else be damned.
0: Yeah, she would be very in that legally blonde kind of category mm-hmm. where, you know, she knows how to argue and she can make a good point, though she's not going to be near as smart and she probably wouldn't have as much to back it up, but she would still make a really good lawyer. So
1: yeah, she'd also be very loyal. And you know that she wouldn't take a case if it uh, affected her integrity. Yes. Right. Um, so like, you can tell that just from the character that they've shown and yes, she's snotty and yes, she's spoiled and you know, a little emotionally incorrect sometimes because (laughs) she's growing up but at the same time you can tell that she knows deep down right and wrong yeah well she also
0: she learns to really start analyzing those feelings like Why have, why do I feel icky? Like, I Mm -hmm. I just feel gross having this fight with her and hurting this person's feelings. And, you know, she had been so selfish before that she hadn't even noticed that those things were happening. Exactly. I mean, she didn't, she didn't intend them to happen. She just didn't even know it was happening. So now she notices. That makes her feel bad and she's going to analyze the feelings and she's going to, you know, have a light up moment in front of a fountain that tells her all the things she needs to know. So. Well,
2: you want to know what's funny is that – Um, so me and my best friend, we actually – anytime there's like a boring part of the movie, we always refer to that part as – it's when Ty is more popular than Cher. <laughs> like every, so true. Yeah. Well, because like any time, you know, there's like that. I mean, there. it's not every movie, obviously, but any time yeah. there's like a, a hard left turn in a movie or like, for example, in every act two of every Rodgers and Hammerstein musical ever, mm-hmm. act two yeah. until the very end is like. The part where Ty is more popular than Cher. (laughs) Cause you know, like that, that whole section is just like, all right, come on. (laughs) But, but I think at that time, that's when she starts seeing, Oh crap. This is like, I did this to her.
1: Yeah. Like I've created a monster. Yeah.
2: And I think yep. she she steps back and she says, oh, is this what I look
0: like? Well, I think Ty's, Ty's arc is very interesting as well because she kind of comes in as a stoner, burnout, and then they take her in as a pet project and she's an idiot, but <laughs> they can dress her up cute and they make her look good. So she's going to try to fit in. Everyone knows she doesn't really fit in, but they're like, oh, look at the cute puppy that's coming along with us. Puppies are adorable. Pat, pat, pat. But then she, you know, she, some guy t- tries to drop her over the edge of the mall and she thinks she's been, you know, right before you die. It's yeah. Like, Your feet didn't leave the floor. Like <laughs> Exactly. Whatever. And Cher's like, I know, when I was held at gunpoint, they're like, um, could you scoot down? We're not talking to you. <laughs> yeah, I like
2: <laughs> that. I like that part. But,
0: but then we see her, like, after she has the fight with Cher, and, you know, Cher starts growing and it gets icky. And it's like Ty then, like, diminishes. She's like, okay – no longer the queen bee. Now I'm just back to my overalls and wanting to date the burnout, but looking cute and adorable. So Yeah,
2: I know. Well, because, like, that's something that Cher wasn't paying any attention to. And it's like, she and Travis, they hit it off right away. Yep. Yeah. But Cher was just like, no, no, no. You got to go date this dude, even though he's like a total and He's asshole. a rapist,
0: that guy. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> An attempted rapist. Uh, but And that's the thing. Like she even with people outside of her, you know, we see people grow and change and care about people. But it's still usually only the people that they are connected to or have some investment in. Whereas Cher was branching out and talking to people from these different groups because she goes through a whole exposition point of pointing out each of the cliques. Yeah. You know, the, you know, the stoners sit on the grassy knoll over there mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. But then she crosses the line and is friendly to these people and realizes, hey, these are nice people, too, even if they're different than I am. So, yeah.
2: Way to exactly. grow. Well, and I, you know, I think a lot of that was influenced by Josh because right. he definitely taught her look outside of your own little bubble. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah. it was even then, I, I'm not sure it was him like beating it into her, but, you know, just kind of. A gentle influence.
0: Yeah, I think she realized that, you know, she liked him better than these high school boys that were trying to paw all over her and whatever. Uh And she wanted to be more like that or, or more... I don't know, worthy of somebody smart talking to her. Yeah. Same thing, same thing with Ty. Like she was dumb. They try to teach her things and talk her up and you try to learn and then you settle into your groove. Yeah. Okay. So, so does anybody else be surprised that again, Paul Rudd looks exactly the same as he does now that <laughs> he's playing a high school, like a college freshman and he still looked 25?
1: Like, <laughs> I totally googled the age difference afterwards, because mm-hmm. I was like, he did look a little old for her. Mm-hmm. And he was a little old for her. He was he was about seven years older for her, than yeah. her And, and you know, when you're in high school, that is kind of It is a big, a, is yeah, a big dif- difference. Is. And there is also a little bit of a creep factor when he's like, kind of her brother.
2: See, okay, yeah. I was never really sure what to think about that, honestly. Because, I mean, I don't know the dynamic, you know, I, like, yes, I'm speaking from a place of privilege because, you know, like, I, I've never had to deal with step siblings or anything like that, but I'm, so, I don't know, I don't really understand how it all works. Like, if you're, you know, if your parent marries someone that has kids, they're your step, or they're your step siblings, but if they divorce the person again... It's like, what's the relationship? I think
0: it depends on how close your family is and how long you live together. Yeah. Yeah. And, and at what age? Like, I think if you became step siblings at like two or three years old and you grow up as siblings, then that's weird. It sounded yeah. like they weren't hurt. Their parents were not married, but like a couple of years. Tops. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And they were yeah. probably
0: older kids at the time, so they didn't have anything to do with each other. Mm-hmm. So it's like she's like, "You're like my brother," and he's like, "We're not related." Or he's like, "I'm your brother," she's like, "We are not related." Like,
2: <laughs> do you think that he? I mean, the, I know that you know we're we're mainly talking about girls in this situation, but I mean, do you think that he saw that happening, like at all? Nope. Like. You don't. Mm-mm. You don't think that he even had like a crush on her before,
0: or I. I don't think he did. I think he thought she was a brat until she started like with her Pismo Beach disaster yeah. and with Ty and trying to help other people. Because he's still really like kind of rude to her and you know snarky with her up until. She realizes that she likes him, and then she starts. Okay, well, what would Josh do? Okay, Josh mm-hmm. would chair the Pismo Beach disaster relief, which <laughs> I'm like, was that a thing? I don't even know. I, I but, know, <laughs> but, but I think it, that's when she really started it. Or it could have been when she started dating the gay guy because we didn't even talk about Christian. Oh, oh my god, yeah. it's, I love Chris I know, Christian. he started getting jealous of Christian. And I think that's probably when it started clicking into his mind that, oh, she's not an obnoxious 12-year-old anymore. So.
1: Exactly. Exactly. She's an obnoxious yeah. 16-year-old. Well, and there was also that period of time when he was, it was when school was out and he was staying over there a lot um, and they were vegging out a lot. And uh, she's like, I know it sounds weird, but I I kind of like just hanging out. You know, now that we're uh, governmentally required to, I cannot see the appeal. But, um, <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Good point. But uh, He saw her as something other than what she presents to the public. Yeah, yeah. that was that was something that was completely different than what she did. To the house. She wouldn't wear her little bleach, you know, mustache thing <laughs> uh, outside. <laughs> And so he got to, like, know, like, the real her at that point.
0: But I think she also got to know the real him, that he wasn't just some kind of, what does she call him, like, a pseudo-intellectual or, yeah. or what a big nerd alert. But I think she, <laughs> she got him. They got to know each other. And that's that's when the love happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: I mean, because this, you know, she puts on such a face at school to everybody. She always has to look her best. She always has to have, you know, the latest styles and, you know, and Put on her whole, you know. It does not say R S V P on the Statue of Liberty. Right. You know, she has to be <laughs> the the smartest one in the room, sort of. You know, but yeah, yeah it's right. like I think he was the only person in the entire world that she just one hundred percent relaxed
3: with.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: like even Dion and Ty, she didn't relax with. You know,
0: no, because mm-hmm. again, those are people who are are looking for your slot. They're yes. they're looking to move up if they can. So oh, Dion. do you think
2: so do you think Dion is a mean girl?
1: I think she is. I, I don't think so. I think that she naturally in the character in the movie. I yeah. I think she was she was more like Cher than Amber. Yes. Okay. But she was a.
0: I think she was more stuck up than Cher was. I but, yeah. Th-
2: yeah, I could see that. Again, in
0: certain in certain ways anyway. But she she dumped Cher the second that Ty got more popularity from yeah, her. Yeah, she did. It it kind of moves into that cling on capacity, right? Yes. Like I'm going to be friends with you as long as we're both at the same level, exactly. Or as and, long as I can cling to whatever you've got going on to to help my own popularity. Yep, so. exactly.
2: And you know, and that's exactly what she does to Ty. And I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's difficult to see Dion really as a good friend, like at all
0: she's kind of yeah. just a non-person almost in this she's just
2: she really she's like is. the
0: purse she's like a purse that they take around and hangs on whoever's arm looks better at the time
2: yeah, yeah. i could see she's that she's
0: hymenally challenged
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay so for the longest time i had no idea i mean i, I was like very innocent y'all and i was like <laughs> The P- well, first of all, I didn't know until like a year or two later what PC was, you know. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's like when they call me vertically challenged. And right. then a couple years later, I was like, oh, primarily right. <laughs> challenged. I know, I'm an idiot. Uh, and also, no, it's hilarious. also, Clueless was the first time I ever learned all the euphemisms for gay, like, friend of dorothy and all that kind of stuff yeah because i i mean obviously i knew what homosexuality was but i i had never heard of i mean you know i was in junior high like 95
1: i I don't think any of those actually existed before the movie i don't think they did either
2: well i don't know about cake boy but i know that friend of dorothy that was one that um i think it originated in new york and like maybe the 70s or 80s it has something to do i I feel bad that i don't know more about it because i watch drag race all the time but it it had something (laughs) to do with um stonewall i can't remember if i think that was in new york yeah it was something about being a friend of dorothy and and like it was just it was code how they talk to each other i thought it
0: i thought it was more um shit what's her name
1: judy garland who played dorothy because she was was. such a she was such a gay icon yes well exactly. that may be why they used it as code yeah, yeah i think so
2: yeah exactly now the rest of them you yeah, know like I- disco dancing um <laughs> what do you say streisand right. ticket holding <laughs> and i'm like in my mind i was like i like barbara streisand <laughs> i
0: know but i like that Cher and dion were both I like, to like cake i what? You I not know,
2: <laughs> exactly
0: and he had to flat out say he's gay and they're like Psh, whatever yeah
2: we'll see and that that's what was so funny about it was that it, if he hadn't just flat out said the guy is gay i would have never understood what he was even talking about
3: i would have been mm-hmm. like
2: what do you what do you mean he's a cake boy right. yeah <laughs> I, I, like, I know these are i know I
0: those would, are some highfalutin uh, insults right there so in,
1: indeed indeed you know, I don't know if I now. I don't think it's appropriate to like just refer to like entire groups of people as all of these slang terms. Exactly, I didn't exactly. feel like he was coming at it as a place of being scared of it, afraid of it, or uh, hatred towards it.
0: No, no, yeah, but but also. That kind of stuff was just more the, you know, the language that we used was not what we use now.
2: Yeah, that Mm -hmm. is absolutely true, There was a lot
0: more things that we now consider to be slurs that were just the way people talked for a really, really long time.
1: Yeah, yeah. That is
2: true. That is true.
1: I mean, but generally, most of the show was fine. Like, yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. They all love
0: Christian. It wasn't like he then. Oh my god! Now we know. And she's like, "Fuck it, let's go shopping. This is
1: amazing." I yeah. Love it. So. Well, th- well, that was the thing. It's like he never had a problem with Christian, exactly. and he was just like, just like, like you didn't oh, know. Duh. Oh, you were gonna try and have sex with Christian? Well,
0: that,
1: <laughs> yeah, that'd <might> be difficult.
0: <laughs> okay, I had to laugh so much at the map reading that was going on in this because that's exactly what was happening in my car. So, like, some <laughs> idiot in the next seat trying to figure out where we are. But also, they, you know, the uh, getting on the freeway, driving yeah, on the freeway oh for the first God. time, and they're all That's losing just- their minds. <laughs> I'm like. I was like, I live in Houston. It's the fourth largest city in the United States, and we have massive freeway systems. Yeah. Uh, that was like day two of Driver's Head. Yes. You're like, you're getting exactly. on the freeway,
1: let's go. So. All right, so I, I have a little experience in both places now, okay? <laughs> Houston freeways scared the shit out of me. First of all, they're all called different things in mm-hmm. MapQuest versus what they're called on the fucking signs, yeah, okay? They all have three is- different names. East Tech's freeway? I gotta get on a freeway. It says East Texas freeway in MapQuest. Well, thanks a lot, motherfucker. Uh, the that's num- 59. There's numbers on the sign. <laughs> that's you know. Know. 59.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, but I. T- it took me about six months of living there before I got on a freeway in Houston. They were very frightening to me. Mm-hmm. They
2: are, especially with, like, the super high ones.
1: Well, so, okay, so Houston versus LA Freeways. This is the difference. LA Freeways, you cannot get up to speed, so it doesn't fucking matter. Oh, mm. God, really? <laughs>
2: no,
1: You're oh, yeah, just I going to yeah, it like, okay. If you get hit by a car, it's a fender bender. It's nothing, you know, right. because you are not driving at freeway speeds. In fact, you know, it's a, you know, LA is not very far from me. It takes an hour and a half to get there. Right. Because uh. it's just stopped. You're just kind of stopped the whole way. You're barely kind of moving. Mm. So uh that was that actually when I saw it except for if they were skipping school maybe and it was like maybe 11 or so maybe that's when they had people like driving on the freeway but it looked like it was probably a Saturday There's not uh, people on the freeway uh <clears throat> just you know going freeway speeds that just right. doesn't happen The only thing that happens <laughs> is the motorcycles cuz they do go down the center lanes mm-hmm. Oh
0: that's They do that here too though especially yeah. if you're going to Galveston good god shoot
1: me <laughs> Yeah well, it's, their things will overheat. Their motorcycles will overheat. They can't be in traffic.
2: Oh, yeah, true.
1: Hey, everybody.
0: It's Walker for the Walker The Geek Podcast. If you like reading comic books or just have an interest in getting started, check out the show. My opinions are 100% honest, even with the occasional at humor. You can find me everywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. My ugly mug even haunts... YouTube. That's right. Just search Walker the Geek or hit com. A place to geek like no one's
1: watching. Because let's face it, nobody is.
0: Hey everybody, Brian here, host of the Bri Five Podcast. And if you're looking for a podcast that reviews comic books, talks about nifty nerd news, and sometimes has interruptions from his wife or son, then look no further than the bri Podcast. New episodes are updated every Monday, and if you want bonus content, you can sign up for Patreon for as little as $1 a month, where you get extra episodes, videos, and more behind the scenes of the bri Podcast. So don't go another day without the bri Podcast in your life. Head over to bri and enlist in the Bri-Fighter Squadron today. So I I really want to take on I wrote I wrote down one of these burns and I really want to take it on uh, <laughs> the full on Monet I'm going to take that one I back up. Oh, I yeah. love that one. My favorite. I was like, ah, oh, that is so delicious for people I hate, especially at a distance that I don't want to get in closer. I love it.
1: Yes. But the problem is, I feel like I am a full on Monet. It's like, you know what? You need to look at me from, like, you know, at least 12 feet away. You are not. Like, don't zoom do in a little too much. Uh, You're not a Monet. You know, Heather. I'm, perf- I'm at perfect social distancing space, you know? <laughs> don't get closer.
0: You know what, though? Like, I am an outgoing introvert. And I I always thought I was an extrovert because I'm a public speaker. Like, these are just things that I do. I don't have a problem with it. I'm performing and singing my life. But I have to be alone to recharge. And I've realized mm-hmm. lately, it's not th- so much the alone as it is. I need people to shut the fuck up. Yes! Like, just stop talking. People stop talking. Dogs stop talking. Stupid neighbors, please stop bouncing that goddamn basketball. Oh, all my day God. long. Like, I can't stand it. I, so my my recharge time is from, like, 1.30 to 4 a.m., where everybody in the whole house is asleep, and I can just not think. Yeah, and I can read a book, or I can watch a video, or something that's just me in my head because I'm tired of being around people,
2: all of uh-huh.
0: them, and dogs, yeah. and other people, and cars, and it's <laughs>
1: <laughs> go back to work. I hate you all. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I do, I do like that, and and uh, you know, after I've seen it once and then knew that Christian was gay the whole time, yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, I, I would have never thought it. I would have never. Oh, when she's lied. hitting
1: on him, she's like laying all over him. And he's like,
0: uh, I got to go. And I felt that scene so hard because the guy that I was like my boyfriend for my last two years of high school or whatever, or at least my last year of high school, totally gay. No oh. idea. Like,
1: so I was like, oh, I feel this one in my heart. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I've been there too. Don't worry. Oh yes, mm-hmm.
2: as have I.
1: I think we've all been there. I
2: know. I'm like, we're we're theater people. It's gonna mm-hmm. happen. Yeah, yeah, it happens. It's gonna happen. Yeah.
0: yeah, so I I met mine who, by the way, I got engaged to. So this is oh. this is how shitty this life went. My first gay fiance is what I like to say. <laughs>
2: That
1: sounds like a title of a book, My First Gay Fiance. Oh, it will be. It will be. Oh, that's a great book title. you got to write write it down. I got it. it.
0: Trust me. It's already in my first book. I got it.
1: Excellent. (laughs) Excellent. But yeah, so
0: I met up with him because we still tried to stay friends and stuff. And, you know, it works for Mm -hmm. a little while. But I met up with him at one of the gay bars in town. And I swear to God, this boy drug me all over that place, introducing me as his quote, high school sweetheart. I was Aww. like, first of all, I think I was the only one involved in the sweetheart part of what we <laughs> oh my god! So again, I felt this. I felt it. I, I was seen. I was
1: yeah. was t- triggered yeah. a
0: little. But yeah, it's fine.
1: But I was surprised. I remember when I watched the show, but I was pretty young. And um, I was surprised when she found out that she she liked Josh it kind of surprised me as well so oh yeah when I was, me too when I was watching it the first the second time and I was like oh yeah that, that, these were all red flags like I why didn't I pick up on that and I'm like this is how you end up with a gay boyfriend
2: uh-huh. <laughs> I know right well it's weird because really did seem at the beginning like he was
0: into her yeah
2: I mean yeah you know like Telling her she had
1: nice stems. And- That's what bothered me the whole time. And, and I think it was because I was so young. Like, I couldn't appreciate that a man could appreciate exactly. a woman's legs if he wasn't attracted to him. But was like, oh, you know what? I can appreciate a woman's legs. Why wouldn't a man be able to that I wasn't attracted to women?
2: It's true. But, you know, in junior high... Like for me it was it was like nothing but boys, you know. But I would yeah. Al-
1: yeah,
0: yeah, but I would also say like when she's in there getting, you know, flowers, like he looks amused, and then she's doing that chocolate thing where
2: uh-huh.
0: he gives the horny eye roll, right? Yes. Like, oh God, I'm so horny. Like we gotta go out this weekend. What's the cool flu when when? Whatever.
2: Yes, exactly. And so yeah. you think,
0: oh yeah, he's given he's totally given her mixed messages. Like he has not been in the I'm totally gay FYI uh <laughs> but when they mm-hmm. go to the the frat party yeah and okay first of all Ska music totally (laughs) transforming me back to 1995. Yes, and I was loving it, but then you know, Josh shows up and ties there looking like a moron and whatever. Uh And uh, you know, but but you see, he's totally turned around dancing with dudes, and she has no clue. And it's like, oh, that's gonna hurt. I know,
2: (laughs) I know. Well, and of course, I mean, I've seen this movie like a billion times, and the first rewatch I did, I was. That's specifically what I watched for. I was like, Same. I wonder how early I would be able to tell. But ob- yep. obviously it wasn't until later in my life that I was able to really like hone in on those things like, oh, so he he's just a party boy. So right, it's yeah. not that he was into her and wanted to you know, go to a clam bake with her, you know, <laughs> you know how he's like, I heard you get got it uh-huh. in on the heavy clam bakes, you know. Well, I'm surprised it's, she didn't go, what's a clam? You know? I know, I know, exactly. But no, I think it was, you know, he's just he's a party boy and he wanted to hang out with other party boys, you
0: know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. before like when they before they get on the freeway and before she learns he's gay, mm-hmm. she's asking Dion this question. And this is a question that I think comes up in all ladies' lives, and it's one that we need to pay attention to. And there – well, there's two versions of it. So the first one, which is what she asks, is what's wrong with me? Like, why didn't he want to take me home? And Why Uh didn't he kiss me? And why didn't we do it? And blah, 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 blah. And the other is like, what does it mean? If you have to ask these questions, the answer is nothing. It means nothing, and there's nothing wrong with you. It's clearly them.
2: Exactly. (laughs) Well, and honestly – as a junior high girl who had never had a boyfriend, had you know been rejected from dudes mm-hmm. that I was interested in, you know, and I, I mean it's this is still like I guess seventh grade, but yeah. um, but yeah, as someone that had been rejected, that gave me a little bit of confidence because I was like, well, if Cher can get rejected, exactly. I mean, she's freaking beautiful, you know, like tall, leggy, blonde, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was like, well, if she can get rejected. Shit.
1: Mhm. Yep. i very happy with this movie it's it doesn't feel like a mean girls movie but i really wanted to bring it up (laughs) because still you know it's still kind of the high school trope and everything like that but this kind of was my mean girls movie i watched it a lot you know i didn't quite understand all of the california isms you know in it like (laughs) oh is that in the valley yeah oh
2: my god okay every time i watch the play uh, the watch the scene where they're all talking about where they live i'm trying to think of it in terms of texas houston. and houston yeah. but yeah. it's like it makes no fucking sense they're like oh i'm above olympic oh i'm you know below melrose or whatever and mm-hmm. i'm like what do you mean you're above like what is that yeah. it's like what do you want well, to do
0: you live on a we are ship? at sea level so <laughs> it means nothing here
1: well yeah <laughs> other I, places you know, are hilly so. and maybe well, there's my, an above my theory and below. is they'd be referring to north but that's fine uh, <laughs> i don't know
2: i don't even know who talks, I know, I, who talks I in say, terms of northeast-southwest?
1: Well, I mean, it's really easy to figure out west here. Not Texans. And, well, so, I mean... Like, you know. Oh, man, it was hard for me in um, in Texas to figure out the directions. Uh, mm-hmm. If the sun wasn't setting or rising, I'd be like, I'm <laughs> fucked. I don't Tear know. Turn to the stop and go. It's fine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, okay, so I, I, as far as this being Mean Girls movie or not, I think this is one of those where you have a queen bee she's kind of a benevolent queen so she's not too bad she falls from grace a little bit or somehow someone usurps her role Mm -hmm. and that person becomes more of the wicked queen bee you know Mm -hmm. so we've got ty who's acting a little bit more wicked and being a mean girl because she gives her the worst burn i've ever heard that says why am i even asking you about love advice Uh you're a virgin who can't can't drive." drive i was like Burn to, to
2: this day, that is still one of the worst burns in any movie ever.
0: Mm hmm. It is that You're was a like urgent like, and oh, drive. That's way harsh.
1: Tie. I
2: <laughs> like, know.
1: I'm outie. Yeah, it, it really surprised me that that did not cr- turn into physical violence. I know, I would right? Have punched your
0: face. Well, especially somebody I was hurting. Yeah, it's like somebody I was helping. Like, that's mm, I would have been way more than just upset i
1: my claws would have come out it was a great burn though like because yeah, uh, honestly we're all still thinking about it
2: i know i know it and that was way harsh
1: mm. Ooh. i can i i say that to my dog sometimes just to fuck with him <laughs> <laughs> poor gertrude she's just like mm. <laughs> like well stop barking at me you're a virgin who can't drive. <laughs> true it's true all of that is true i'm
0: gonna start screaming that at lucy now and just see what happens (laughs) i love when she realizes that she's in love with josh shortly after this and then she's like okay so he's kind of a baldwin like that is so a 90s comment because that would not be understood by people today to see alec baldwin oh, or
1: or billy or any of them well i don't know alec
2: has that classic rugged handsomeness no he
1: had. did in 30 rock and had. that was due to makeup and hair color well, like now he just looks like he
0: right. ate 90s Alex baldwin
1: <laughs> like he
0: and and val kilmer just sat down and had a contest yes. where they ate their former selves
1: <laughs> sorry guys oh god yeah, but it's true it's true he's so. no longer handsome or
0: he's not a baldwin anymore he's, he's no
1: longer a baldwin, a baldwin. <laughs> that's unfortunate
0: it yeah, is. maybe but, well, it
2: is $30, the phrase,
1: but
0: yeah.
2: Because, I mean, that was, yeah, he was
0: pretty handsome in that. I wouldn't kick him out of bed. Again, the 90s Baldwins. If you are young listeners, go take a look at 1990s Alec Baldwin in, I don't know, pick a movie. <laughs> Hunt for Red October, uh, one of those. I don't know. Oh, he yeah. was hot. He was hot. And he had three out of four hot brothers. So That is so true, I mean, that, actually. That, that last very one. That is true. Mm,
2: They they all kind of had that smolder, like those mm -hmm. squinty, smoldery eyes, but I guess they didn't really age well. It's
0: just like a lazy eye. (laughs) Yeah. look good with the right haircut.
1: (laughs) Yeah. When he was on 30 Rock, Mm -hmm. um, there was a point in which um, he was trying to explain to Tina Fey how... Good-looking people can get away with whatever they want, and she's like, "How would you know?" And then he pulled out a picture of him, like straight <laughs> yes! from the nineties. Nice, and, and it was his, his photo, his one. And she's yeah. like, "Oh, son of a bitch!" I like, know.
2: And she, she's like getting all warm, and she's like, "Ooh, ooh forgive me." So, fun
1: fact: when
0: I met Heather's husband Craig and his people, he used to work with, who I was very good friends with behind my back, and then to my face, all called me Liz Lemon. So, Aww.
1: Yep, I think Craig still does from time to time. It pops up, yep. so. Yep. <laughs> so That's oh funny. my god, that was funny. Um, yeah. So a, a Baldwin, I think we should bring it back and just pretend that the Baldwins look like the nineties Baldwins. I That'd agree. Be nice. I bet I they wish it. that as well. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember South Park? The Canadians bombed the Baldwins, and they're like, "Oh, they killed the Baldwins," and so we went to war because of it. Blame no. Canada. Jesus.
3: Blame Canada. <laughs> Oh
2: my god. Well, okay, so we grew up, you know, strict Southern Baptist, okay? Like, both of my parents, you know, it's like we were in church every Sunday, you know, my parents don't drink, you know, and I mean, like, <laughs> it was actually my my best friend, Don, that, uh, the one that I was talking about earlier, where we all, we call the boring part of the movie the part where Ty is the yep. Bible in mm-hmm. the chair. Um. So he is actually the one that introduced me and my sisters to South Park. And unfortunately, my mom was walking through the room at one point. Oh, no. and it was, yeah, and she was just like, "What is this?" And we were like, uh, uh, "Don brought it." <laughs> <laughs> Throw
3: yeah, him under the was, bus.
2: I know it was it was bad. But I ended up watching it over at his house, like, a few days later, so.
1: Well, at that point, you have to watch it. Oh, yeah, Yeah. totes. I I mean, I couldn't I think my parents were
0: just tired. They're like, we have three kids. We don't care.
1: (laughs) I I remember listening to The Offspring, and my parents were in the car. We were all driving somewhere, and my mom always tried to make me feel bad, like, like, be part of the family. So she'd be like, let's listen to some of your music. So I put the Offspring CD (laughs) on. And I forgot about the part where it was like, you stupid, dumb shit, goddamn motherfucker, where like all the music drops out and that's all they're saying. (laughs) And I was like, oh. And she, God bless her, she just pretended she didn't hear anything. Oh, God. (laughs) So I I conned my parents
0: into purchasing my first uh parental advisory CD. Remember when they started putting the stickers on those uh-huh. back in the like, late 80s? And I think I walked out with my thumb over that little symbol oh, on the CD God. case that's- at half price books and walked out with a big daddy cane CD. So oh
1: my God. that's how
0: hardcore I was hitting it in uh, j- in junior high. No.
1: So. Okay. That is so <laughs> funny. I,
2: I got a story that can beat both of those. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I finally, in fifth grade, I finally talked my mom into letting me purchase the Ace of Base, the sign cassette tape. <laughs> all right. Ah. <laughs> okay. Oh, it gets better. It gets better. So we we went to Walmart, and my, and my mom the whole time was just wringing her hands, like, oh, I just I don't know about this. I just I don't know. And I'm like, Mom chillax you've heard the song you know i mean because when i was in fifth grade the sign that was like my jam y'all and it was
0: was my mom's favorite cd ever well she played that shit on a loop for like six years straight
2: well okay so and that's and this is and like my mom even asked the guy she you know she was like now do you think that this is appropriate for a fifth grader and he was like oh it's just fun dance music and i was like see mom and she goes well okay, fine. So, we get in the car. She pops it in. The first song is, all that she wants is another
0: baby. Is another baby.
2: Okay. My mom. Oh, my fucking God. My mom loses her shit. And she's like, do you even understand what she's saying on there? All she wants is another man. She just wants to go from town to town and she just wants another man in her bed. Do you even under? And I was like,
3: <laughs>
2: yep this was my oh. experience and so from then on out i had to live and like, like think of all the good music that came out in the so 90s so much good i, I had music. to hide nirvana i had to hide alanis morissette like
0: you are lane kim
1: uh, oh you are <laughs> lane kim <laughs> Okay, so let's go back to Clueless and talk about our favorite part of the movie, because we may have already talked about it, but go ahead and tell us like what your favorite part is and why. I'll let you Jess start, Jess.
2: What's my favorite part? I mean, if, if y'all have a favorite part in mind, y'all can... This is a
0: hard movie to come up with a favorite part I, for, I, because I it's, there's just not like a big crux yeah uh, you know, like you said there's mm-hmm. not a prom there's not a you know there's not like a big event they're building up to unless it's the pismo beach disaster yeah, which exactly is like,
2: i know that that's just weird well i i like the date with christian like i like when yeah. you know i like that whole scene when she's like going through everything to tr- you know like taking him on a tour of the house and like you know watching all those tony
1: curtis
0: movies you know <laughs> she loves sporadicus don't yes. forget about sporadicus <laughs> exactly exactly
1: <laughs> yeah and i like that she was like do you want to swim you know and he's yeah. like no like right. why would i want why to swim? Would do that? exactly. that's weird yeah,
0: I think. Yeah, I really like the I like the burns, right? Like all the yeah. the slow burns and the insults and stuff because they're just really fun. But if I was gonna go back and watch the one part of the movie, like whatever it would be, it would probably be the end where they get into a fight with the lawyer guy, and that guy's just like, "Fuck it, I'm out of here." I'm like, "Why? Oh, why do yeah. you think you get to leave? They're not even they don't even work here." But <laughs> exactly. And so, but then they have their little heart to
1: heart at the end, so I like that. Yeah. that
2: I, you know, I know that too. is a good part. Yeah.
1: And it took a long time to kind of lead up to that part. I I think that similarly, I liked where she was in the relief fund, you know, and yeah. and, and where she got to talk to, I forgot his name, the stoner dude. Uh, Travis. Um, Travis. Yeah, I yes. remember. <laughs> yeah. So like when she and Travis, when she just chatted with him and started realizing like, hey, he's like a genuine guy. Yeah, he had some substance abuse problems with pot, I, uh-huh. I guess. Yeah. Like, I'm glad you're an AA for pot. I mean, how many people are? I know. He's so precious. cute. I know. But, uh, you know, she was talking to him on an equal level then. Yeah. and, And I think that just helped her in general. And towards the end, she didn't act like she cared about any of these statuses that she'd cared about before because you know she's at the wedding and she's sitting at a table well she went to their, his and- skate
0: park she went to go see his competition yes, it was very sweet
1: exactly yeah, yeah she never
0: would have done that before
1: Mm-mm. no that's very true and, mm-hmm. and learning about, you know, what, what his passions were, yeah. you know, it'd be the same as learning about, like, an artist's passions by going and seeing, like, their art show or an actor and seeing their play or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I really liked that growth there. It does. It's kind of slow at that point because we're just learning about her and we're just going, like, uh, it wasn't as crazy and as fun at the beginning. But looking back on it, I kind of like that, the growth part. Yeah. So, if you guys could pick one
0: of the guys from the Clueless movie to go on a <laughs> date with, who would it be, and why? Uh, it's Paul Rudd.
2: Yeah, I'll say yeah. Paul Rudd. He he <laughs> okay. seems in you know let's he's take intelligent. Paul Rudd off
0: the table. Oh, <laughs> okay. come on. I'm gonna take Paul Rudd off the table because everyone would drop panties for Paul Rudd. Yeah, I'm damn right. Right. that's just yeah. Damn right. just how it goes. <laughs> okay. So let's take let's go with the high school boys. Take Josh off the table. Who would you go with?
2: Uh, Let me see i like travis he seems real Mm -hmm.
1: sweet yep what about you heather i i think i'd have to go for travis as well i hung out with the skaters in high school so it just kind of was like yeah that's just who it was agreed
0: (laughs) he's mine as well so suck at all you other guys with tons of money and thinking that you know everything. Nobody wants you.
2: Exactly. Well, oh, yeah. Well, and it's like, think about Murray for a second. It's like Donald Faison himself is adorable. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Murray but was a dick. Yes, exactly. It's like, he's all, uh, he's all like a wannabe. He's like, cause I'm yeah. keeping it real. Cause I'm keeping it real. And it's like, just
1: you're like you're in Beverly Hills you're not keeping shit
2: exactly
1: but it sounded like all of his like excuses were scripted like he's like she's gonna be upset when I say woman so Uh I will talk about do this big long rant about why it's uh, it's, a street talk which is a style but it doesn't necessarily mean I'm a misogynist it was like yeah but you kind of are acting like one yeah you had that
0: excuse ready pretty fucking quick Uh, exactly Um,
2: Exactly. So Sounds yeah, Murray, rehearsed. Murray's a no
1: go.
0: Elton's a rapist. Let's just throw him under the bus. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. And then, uh, that, that dude at the very beginning that just kind of like tried to kiss her. Mm-hmm. That was just walking down the promenade. I'm like, um. Yeah, report that shit. People can't just do that. I know. That's They'd be like, well,
0: you know, Cher, your skirt was really short, so maybe you should have worn that to school today if you didn't want the boys attention. You know what? That's a very good point. They would have said that in the 90s. They still say it now. Yeah. Yeah. Always the girl's fault. Yep. Mm -hmm. Let's do better, people.
2: But I do like how she was totally just like, ugh, get off of me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just like, thank God that hasn't happened to me at school. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Ugh. Did not have that problem.
1: Yeah. I love the as if. I yeah. still love mm-hmm. as if. Exactly.
0: Yep. Yeah. These this these Valley Girl statements totally stick. <laughs> well,
2: I, I like them because it's like Cher was, she had a lot of self-respect. You know, Mm -hmm. and I mean, so I think I'm, you know, just from that standpoint alone, she's actually maybe one of the quote unquote mean girls to be looked up to. Yeah. Yeah. It's like she didn't parade some guy around that treated her like shit just to have a status Mm -hmm. symbol. And it's like, yeah, she was a virgin, but that was her choice.
0: She's also 15.
2: Well, yeah. She hasn't even
0: turned sixteen yet. Exactly. Everybody's like, You're a virgin who can't drive. I'm like, well, neither are legal right now, so fuck off.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But to see that in a movie where it's like, you know, all high school movies are like dudes are just, you know,
0: getting laid left and
2: right, apparently.
0: None of the none of the dudes
2: that I know or I knew in high school were getting laid. all all the time but yeah i mean it's like she had a lot of uh she had a lot of self-respect she had a lot of you know body autonomy Mm -hmm. like it it saw Mm -hmm. her just flat out rejecting some dude that a lesser woman would have been like well all right elton i guess and might have been coerced into doing something with him but she was like no gross
0: yeah Mm -hmm. and
2: then with christian she was like i'm going to choose this you know and she didn't get it
1: which was good yeah Mm -hmm. but at least she she was the one making the choice and she was doing it uh understanding the factors and yes you know what the perfect guy to lose your virginity to is someone that's gay there there won't be any
3: baggage here exactly
2: exactly (laughs) oh yep just friendship just friendship and then (laughs) laughing about it later (laughs)
0: exactly
1: (laughs) all right well i think that is clueless i think we got through it right
0: yeah i would watch this movie all over again
1: so i know i know me too every time i watch it i'm like why don't i watch this more exactly Yep. Yep.
2: well anytime i see it on tv i always do
1: I always mm. do watch it. <laughs> Same. During Mean Girls Month, I wanted to talk about kind of some different organizations that can be supported that will help people, especially at this particular age. Uh, what I wanted to talk about was the Jed Foundation, and they really are focused on... um you know, the transition into adulthood and the emotional health requirements behind it and, um, you know, and suicide prevention. And so there's a lot of anti-bullying, but there's also like a lot of emotional support with the Jed Foundation. Mm-hmm. This particular organization is a platinum uh, rated, which means they're really transparent with that about their money and where they spend it. So you know that if you're going to give them money and your donations, that they're not going, it's not going to go to salaries of people. They'll Mm -hmm. tell you where it's going and they'll give you metrics on how they're um, improving their stance. So for anybody that kind of needs to reach out, especially if there's that, you know, any thoughts of suicide, or if you feel like you need some emotional assistance, go ahead and text start to 741-741 or call 1-800-273-TALK. Nobody calls anymore. So text start yeah (laughs) Uh, but you know it's it's a great organization and i just wanted to make sure that it got a little bit of um, spotlight during mean girls month yeah excellent and then always as always we have our uh, internet comment of the week Yes, and for mean girls month we are doing one star movie reviews from amazon (laughs) as our internet comment and so this particular one-star Amazon review was for the, uh, I believe it's 2005 movie, The Minions, with Sandra oh. Bullock as the main uh, villain lady. She was awesome. Oh, oh, 2015. My bad. Only 10 years off. I was like, that seems early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is the one-star review. It was in Spanish, but it said nothing about being in Spanish. Only the Minions spoke Spanish and all the other characters spoke English. It made no sense. Could <laughs> not find the full English version on Amazon. wow
0: oh my goodness
1: Uh, it was awesome that's amazing Um, all of the comments are like please tell me you are not serious please 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 tell me you're not serious right Right." Mm -hmm. (laughs) at some point i think you need to get
0: on amazon and read the um Read some of the Amazon comments or reviews based on the Haribo Sugar Free Gummy Bears. Oh my
2: oh, god, you read those? They are
0: amazing. Mm-hmm. We should do a whole episode on weird reviews we find online. Oh I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jess, for coming on this week. We'd oh, love yeah, having you. So you were previously on episodes. If people want to go listen, Jess was on our cosplay episode and Mm -hmm. also our Geek Crushes episode.
2: Yes. So much fun. That was a good one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they were great.
0: So next week, we'll be rounding out Mean Girls Month with Heathers. Yes? Yep.
1: Yep. We've said Heathers. that
0: before, but this time it'll actually be here. And those so, are yes. the
2: meanest girls of them all. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They're I bad. Still,
0: I still haven't watched
1: it yet. I'm going to oh watch my it this God. week. So. Ooh,
2: buckle up, girl.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if you look at us, the, the comparison between Carrie to Heathers to Clueless, mm-hmm. Heather's is going to be much closer to Carrie than it is to
2: Clueless. Yeah, true that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know why oh, I've never I watched looked it. too forward to don't get too well, excited about others.
0: No, <laughs> I'm looking forward to finally having seen it and all knowing right. what the what all the ire is about
1: that I mm-hmm. hear on this movie. So it's messed up. It yeah, is. So. It totally is. All right. Okay, we'll see you guys next week. All see right. Ya. Bye.
3: Music provided by www.bensound.com. And please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com.
0: You're a virgin who can't drive.